know, maybe get people, you know, gross and messy. Obviously, it's, you know, that's going to happen. Uh, we're going to have snacks and stuff. And, hey, new couches outside? How about that? Uh, that's going to happen. Uh, and we're going to do worship. And how good did Moses do? Did he kill it today or what? Yeah, student band. So that's going to happen. But then every week, we are going to get into a time like this where we're going to get into God's Word. And we're going to learn something. Now, we're not going to learn everything in one day because that's why we come every week. And, that, you know, we show up to learn and, and not just learn stuff, but actually so we can put it in practice. We're going to talk about that today. And this is that time, the time where I say, hey, grab a Bible, grab a pen. I encourage you to bring your Bibles. We're going to use them every week. If you don't, we have Bibles here. And if you don't, we talk about the phone thing. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, we're doing this new series called Grow Up. And that's how we do series in junior high. I don't remember how they did them in children's. But how we do them here is we'll take a series and we'll take a big topic, like growing up, for instance. And we'll talk about it from different angles over, you know, three or four weeks. So for the next four weeks, we're going to talk about what does it look like to grow up. Because we all have the idea of growing up. Either we have seen ourselves grow up over the last couple years, eighth graders, you kind of know what I mean. Maybe you at your house have one of those things where your mom or dad keeps track of your height, like in a door frame. Do you guys have that? Like they measure you like every couple like years or maybe on your birthday to see how big you're growing. Who has one of those? Yeah, those are awesome, right? I totally had one of those. And I, you'd see like, oh man, like I'm staying pretty short. And then you make a big jump and it's like, oh yeah, like I love that, right? And it, we, we like growing up. And here's the other thing. We also get what it means to grow up because it comes with some stuff. When you grow up, typically you're going to get maybe more responsibility. You're going to get more freedom. You're going to be able to do more stuff. Maybe getting older, growing up means you get a cell phone. You get a first cell phone. That's a big deal. Maybe growing up means you can stay at home by yourself. Your parents trust you to maybe watch your brother or sister or kind of have some friends over to have a little sleepover just without your parents. Uh, sometimes growing up means you get more allowance. All right, I just got an allowance raise. My wife just gave me a little more money, so that's a really big deal. So I'm growing up too, so I'm with you, all right? And, you know, for me, watching my little baby, I mean, he's like three months old now. Do you believe it's been three months? He's growing up, and I'm like, stop growing up. So I mean, he's getting bigger, and he's like more alert, and it's a smiled guy all the time. And I, I'm feeling it. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, this guy's going to grow up too fast. And sometimes we're, we want to grow up too fast. Like, we want to get growing up because we're tired of being kids. We're tired of being the little per. Like, we want to grow up, and we kind of force that a little bit. But here's the thing. While growing up makes complete sense in terms of our size and, you know, we're getting taller and more responsibility, our bodies change, we're getting hair in weird places, as much as that makes sense, we never really think about what does it mean to grow our spiritual life? What does it mean to grow our spiritual life? And here's a couple questions I want you to think about. When we talk about growing our spiritual life, here's some of the things I'm talking about. You can maybe ask yourself this question, like, what does this mean? And here it is. This will be right here on the screen. Uh, you might be asking yourself, um, it's right here. It's coming right up. Here we go. What do you think it means to grow spiritual? You might be asking yourself, what does it mean to grow spiritual? I just have no idea what that means. But what's the goal? So if I say I, I think we should all grow spiritually, like as students, as young people, like what's the goal of growing spiritually? Is it just so I know a bunch of stuff? Is it so I get into a nice private high school or a nice college? Is it, is it so that like I can like make more money one day? Is that the purpose of growing spiritually? I don't think that's the goal at all. Uh, what might it look like to be grown up in our faith? So maybe a lot of areas of our life that we're not really grown up, but like there's areas of our life where we need to grow up and we grow up in our faith. So here is my thought to you that we are not alone in this journey of trying to figure out what does it mean to grow up and go deeper. So here's the big question. This is really the big question, okay? How do you grow more in your faith? That's a really big question. How do you grow more 
in your faith. Because here's what I believe. I believe, like you, uh, I was once in a place where I was very young and still trying to figure out the answer to this question. So leave this up on the screen. I want you guys to write this stuff down. Here's a little story. When I was in junior high, I thought I was really grown in my faith. Uh, at the time, I was in seventh grade, so as a seventh grader, I thought I had tons of answers. I made it through fifth. I made it into sixth. I've made it through sixth. I'm now living in seventh grade, and I think I have tons of answers. I show up to church all the time. I'm in student leadership, so rad. Uh, I uh, brought my Bible with me to church every week. I had a nice, big, thick Bible. It was like three, I was a really small sixth grader, seventh grader, so it was probably about half the size of my head. Like, it was a really big Bible. And I would bring that to church every week. Um, I would learn Bible verses. I'd, whenever someone would say, hey, does anyone want to pray? I'd be the first one to be like, I'll pray, because I thought, like, I'm a really spiritual guy. I'm really mature in my faith. I know some stuff. So I kept kind of living that, and then one day I had the opportunity to do something that was very different from what someone who's growing their faith would do. Uh, I was in my youth pastor's office, and probably, you know, if you've ever been in my office, I have a pretty awesome office. I was in my youth pastor's office, and in that office was a stack of money, because, you know, we were about to go to camp, so people were turning in money, a stack of cash. And there was this little voice in the back of my head saying, hey, like, you should take that money. Now the thing was, I, you know, grew up very poor. My parents were divorced. That's one of the reasons why, for us, we grew up very poor. My dad was in the picture. I don't know if anyone's parents were divorced, but mine were. And we just didn't have a lot of money. So, you know, I was, I was always looking for something, you know, that I didn't have. Like, we couldn't afford that, those parachutes. We couldn't afford to go on that trip. We couldn't afford that piece of technology that everyone else had. Uh, I just couldn't afford those things. So there was this little voice saying, hey, like, you should just take that. Like, you should take that, and you can get what you want with it. And, you know, we all have a voice like that sometimes. Like the, hey, they hurt us. Like, we're going to make them pay for it, aren't we? Like the, I can't believe they said that. Just wait till they hear what I say about them. Like, they're going to pay for it. I'm going to get them back. The, man, I really want that. Uh, I'm jealous that I don't have that, so I'm going to go take that. Like, we've all had, like, that moment where it's just not us. Like, it's just this, this voice in, that's saying, you know, you should do this thing, and you just know it's not the right thing to do, but maybe you do it. And, like, I did it. Like, I took the money. And, like, it was a big deal. Like, maybe you've taken something, and, like, you know when you take something that's not yours, like, it, you feel kind of guilty about it. And, like, you can't really enjoy that thing because every time you use it, even though, like, you might look like you're enjoying it on the outside, on the inside, you know, like, you stole this thing. Like, that's not okay. That's not a good thing. And, and I totally felt that way with this money. And I ended up getting caught. My mom caught me. I had the money in my underwear drawer. My mom did my laundry and put away my underwear and found a stack of cash, which a seventh grader doesn't have a stack of cash. So she's like, where did you get this money? And I lied to her, of course. Uh, and then she finally got the truth out of me, and I told her I took it from the church. I took it from his office. I felt really, really bad about this. And you know when I felt worse about it? When she told me that I was going to have to go and fess up to it to my youth pastor, who, like, was bald, like, kind of a tough guy like me. Very, I'm a very tough guy, if you don't know. And I had to go and t tell him what I did. Now, I was really nervous, and this is why I was nervous. I mean, you might think, you know, maybe you think, why would you be nervous? Well, this is why I was nervous. I was nervous because I believed that my youth pastor knew me as the kid who was doing church stuff a lot bringing his Bible to church, in student leadership, in a life group. And I thought to me, like, that's what it means to be grown spiritually. And if my youth pastor sees me as this guy who hasn't really grown, who's still making mistakes, that he wouldn't like me anymore. And, and I had to go talk to him, and I was really, really nervous about it. Now, here's the thing. 
sometimes we believe that it's this list of things that we do that help grow us and grow our faith. You know, I think every junior higher, I want your faith to grow over time. It's not going to grow in a week. You know, there's things that happen that maybe grow a little bit more. You go to a camp that maybe grows a little more. You know, you go and do student leadership that grows a little bit more. Maybe you do a life group over the year and, you know, in a community of people grows your faith a little bit more. But it's growth over time. It's not all at once. And sometimes we think that, well, if we do these things and check it off the list, like, we'll do it. If we show up to church, like, check. If we just memorize verses, check. If we just read the Bible more, check. But here's the thing. You know, when I ask students, well, what do you think grows your faith? A lot of people say, well, if I go to church. That's like saying if you walk into school, you immediately get smarter. That, that's like what it's saying. I mean, that makes absolutely no sense. Like, you go to school, you walk in the door, like, that's just the beginning. Like, you don't get to just pass grades just by showing up. We might move you up in grades here because we don't take tests. But here's the thing. You're not taking my test, nor is God giving you a test. He's saying something very simple, that the things I say matter enough for you to not just learn about them and hear them, but actually put them into practice. Now, here's the thing. Jesus talked about, this is just so good, in the Bible, and we're going to kind of unpack a little bit. It's in a passage of scripture called the Sermon on the Mount. I don't know if anyone has ever heard of the Sermon on the Mount. And he is grabbing some of his closest friends. This gives a little context. Grabs some of his closest friends together and says, and this is like his little life group. That's why we do life groups in junior high. Essentially says, hey, I want to teach you guys some things. Let's go up to this hillside. Let's go up this mountain. I want to just sit with you and explain some of the big things about faith, the big things that you guys are probably missing. I want to explain it to you. Because, and this is what's so good. Jesus knew, and it's going to be on the screen, I want you to write this down. Jesus knew what we know is not nearly as important as what we do. But his closest friends did not understand that. Jesus knew that what we know is not nearly as important as what we do. So Jesus got his closest friends together and started giving them a lesson on not just what to know, but what to do, how to put it into practice. And he made a great comparison that I think totally makes sense to us today. So if you have your Bible, open it up to the book of Matthew, chapter 7. If you have your notes with you, get your notes out. And if you have a phone with you, new thing we're doing in junior high, open up your Bible app, flip it open to Matthew chapter 7. Because here's the thing, if you're using your Bible on your phone at church, you'll use your Bible on your phone at home. If you're using the Blue Bibles, there's nothing wrong with the Blue Bibles, love the Blue Bibles, but the Blue Bibles don't go home with you. I mean, you could take them, and I encourage you to if you really need one, but you're not taking those home with you. If you're on the Bible, you know, if you bring your own Bible, that's great. If you have your Bible on your phone, you're using, that's what I use uh, most of the time. I encourage, I think it's great. It's in every app store you can imagine, and it's free. So talk to your parents about it if you don't already have it on your phone. Tell them your youth pastor thinks you should download the Bible on your phone. I guarantee you they will love that idea and totally let you do it. So there's my word of advice. So here it is. Uh, it's on page 788, Matthew chapter 7. So Matthew being the very first book in the New Testament, which is a very big deal. You guys should know this. And Matthew uh, is not just the author of the book. He's actually one of Jesus' disciples. So this is one of the 12 guys standing around Jesus who ended up writing this book, kind of documenting what had happened in this conversation. And this is what Jesus said in verse 24. <coughs> We're really going to plant in verse 24 and 25. If you guys leave knowing these verses really, really well, like I feel pretty good about that. So here it is. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house. Yet it did not fall because its foundation 
because it had its foundation on the rock. So this is what's happening here. Okay? This is very important, okay? Uh, Jesus is saying, and this makes complete sense, uh, when you hear these words of mine and put them to practice, you are like the wise man who builds his house on the rock. So uh, I want to give a little illustration. I think it will help you guys understand. I just need a couple of volunteers. Where are my volunteers? I need two uh, girls. All right, girl in the back in the green shirt. Congratulations. Young lady right here in the uh, Princess Leia head thing. I love that. Uh, go Star Wars. Hey, Star Wars is a super good movie. Uh, you right here in the black shirt. Uh, and uh, Patrick, come on up here, buddy. So here's what we're going to do, okay? Very, very simple stuff. This is, this is super simple. I want you guys to, for me, build a house. Uh, this is your supplies right here, girls. You build a little house out of here. Boys, come on over here. You're on this side. Uh, there are some blocks over there. I want you to build a house for me, okay? I'm going to give you about one minute. Is one minute good? One minute to do it. The girls have already started. You guys are kind of way behind. Get going. One minute. Build a house. Go. So here's the deal. I don't know much about house building, but I've looked into it a little bit, and this is what I found out, okay? This is what I found out. That when you build a house, you always want to put it on a really strong foundation. If you put a house on a very weak foundation, it's going to, what's going to happen? It's going to fall. It's going to go lopsided, maybe build it on sand, and then the waves come, and the water comes, and it'll be lopsided. And you're going to roll it out of your bed, and your TV's going to fall on your head, and it's not going to work out for your head too well. It's a bad idea. But if you build your house on a really strong foundation, like let's take a, a big solid rock, for instance. So say you're building your house on a really strong rock. Well, when the water comes and the waves come and the wind comes, uh, there's a better chance it's going to last. Now, here's what Jesus is saying. He's using this building illustration to draw out a point. That the people who hear his words and put them into practice is like the wise man who has built their house on a rock. Well, why is that? Well, because Jesus is smart enough to know that life isn't easy all the time. Things are difficult in life sometimes. We struggle with things. Things happen to us. We do things to other people that we regret. Like pain happens in life. Regret happens in life. And it, here's the thing that's so important to remember. That while, ooh, the time's up. Hey, time's up. Stop building. Stop building. Stand up. Walk away. Just stand right here on the side. So here's the thing to remember. When you go about building your house, you have the choice of if you're going to build it on a strong foundation or weak. Now, this is what Jesus is saying about faith. This is so important. Jesus is saying faith is like this. Either you have a very strong faith that's like the solid rock, the foundation. Now, if you have a very strong faith, like a very, very strong faith, it's not because you lucked out. It's not because you just kind of fell into having a strong faith. You actually have a strong faith because you've been putting work into having a strong faith. You know, having a strong faith doesn't just happen. That's why Jesus said, for the person who listens to me, follows my words, they're like the wise man who built their house on a solid rock. Now, here's the thing. If you're thinking, well, how do I get this solid rock foundation? Like, how do I get this? Well, Jesus says, this is so simple. For those who hear my words and put them into practice. Now, here's the other thing. If you are putting your house on a weak foundation, so this is just foundation of this is weak sand. This is very sad, very sad foundation for you boys. Very, very sad. Here's your house, all right? This is a very sad foundation. And there's our little guy here hanging out on the roof, this junior higher. Oh, I hope his mom loves him. Probably does. All right, and here's the girl's house, okay? Now, the, here's the thing, here's the thing. The girls have built their house, and they have put their house on a strong foundation. How do you get a strong foundation for your faith? Well, it's not by lucking out. It's not by chance. It's because you've put work into your faith. 
you have heard the words that Jesus said, and you have put those words into practice. The girls have built a house and put it on a really strong foundation. This duct tape represents the strong foundation because they have put Jesus' words into practice. The boys over here, sadly, they're not smart. I'm I'm really sorry. And they have taken Jesus' words, and they have just heard them, but they haven't really done anything with them. Now, here's the thing. It's not just these boys. I'm just, this is an example, because we've all done this. We hear Jesus' words, but yet we don't do anything about putting those words into practice. We hear about and read about and learn about at church about forgiveness, but yet we leave and say, man, that was a great lesson on forgiveness, but I just can't forgive. And we never put it into practice. We hear a really great lesson on loving the poor and the needy and the outside, like the homeless people or, the, you know, those who need help in our communities and in our schools. We hear about that, but then we walk out the door and say, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure someone else will do it. I'm sure someone else will do those things. And here's the difference. If you are building a strong faith, one that will last, especially junior hires, you are building it on a strong foundation because you are listening to Jesus' words, not just hearing them, you're listening to them and then putting them into practice. The weak foundation, you are hearing the words and doing nothing with them. You're just whatever. So here's the example because just like the scripture says, why don't you put the scripture back on the screen? Because this is what it says, very important stuff, okay? Uh, it says that uh, some of these water guns are totally, uh, totally unfilled, so we've got to fill these up a little bit. So here's what it says in the Bible. This is so important. Read it. Therefore, everyone who hears the voice of the wise man builds. All right. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had a foundation on the rock. Because here's the thing we all know this, right? We come to church, and, you know, faith happens. Here you go, young lady. Faith happens. Uh, here you go, dude. All right, there, there's yours. Uh, and, you know, just stand over there because you're going to shoot at the boys' house. Congratulations. And, Patrick, you're going to shoot at the girls' house. But before you start shooting, all right, I'm going to explain this a little bit. Because this is what happens. This is what happens. We come to church, and we attend, and we have a Bible, and we do all the, we're in student leadership. We do all this stuff. But yet, our foundation, it isn't that strong. Why? Well, it's not strong because you're hearing God's word but not putting it into practice in your life. See, things are going to happen in your life that you do not look forward to. Things that are a big bummer, hurtful things, maybe someone who you care about hurts you, maybe a good friend like betrays you and that really hurts. Like I've been there, I've experienced that. And when those moments come, well, well, let's just see what happens. Uh, why don't you give some shots of water? Just give it, give, stand back a little bit, Patrick, okay? You're just standing at the same distance right there. Uh, and young lady, just start firing at the guy's house. Patrick, start firing at the girl's house. Give it all you got. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Oh, boy. Do you want to keep going, Patrick? I don't, Patrick, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I don't think that's doing anything. Do you know why it's not doing anything? Because that house is built on a strong foundation. Because that house, listen to Jesus' words and put them into practice. Your house is built on a weak foundation. Hey, why don't you give them a hand? They can go take a seat. All right, now here's the thing. Here's the thing. You might think to yourself, well, how, how is it then like, how is it that that house survived? Like, is it just luck? Like, you know, these are just like, is it just luck? Like, you know, the story that Jesus is sharing, is this just luck? This is what it says, you know, this is what I think Jesus is saying. I think Jesus is saying the reason the house stood firm, so the reason the house stood firm was because the residents acted on their knowledge. It's on the screen. I want you to write this down. Because the residents acted on their knowledge. Now, here's the thing. I don't know much about house building, but I agree. You've got to put a house on a strong foundation. I don't know 
everything about faith, I'm, I'm an adult, I'm still learning about faith, but this is what I know, that faith is not just about knowing, it's about taking what you know and putting it into practice. Like, you can't just say, oh, this is what I know, I know some stuff. You have to take what you know and then put that knowledge into practice. Now, here's the thing. I, I mean, it was really, really tough. I had to go uh, eventually to that youth pastor. You know, if you remember, I stole some money. I had to go back. You know, I had to go to, to my youth pastor, and I had to confess what I did. Now, listen, confession is hard for all of us. You know, confession is hard, you know, especially for me, because I, I was a pretty prideful, arrogant kid. I thought I had all the answers, you know, because I was going to church, and I had a Bible and all these things. And I went to him, and I told him what happened, and I apologized. And this is what he said to me, okay? I'll never forget this. He said, Justin, I forgive you. People make mistakes. Hey, hey, Justin, it's okay you messed up. You still matter. You still belong here. Like, I, I'm happy that you came and told me. You are going to learn from this, Justin. I remember him saying that. And why did I know he was right? Why did I know I was going to learn from it? Because our faith is not just defined by what we know. It's defined by what we do and how we put that into practice. You know, I messed up, but I was given the chance to fix it. I was given the chance to apologize. And I was given the chance to make what was broken and, and kind of make things fixed again. Here's the thing that I love. When God, or not when God, God honors your obedience when you do what the Bible says. It's on the screen. I want you to write that down. God honors your obedience. He's all about your, you know, honoring. It said the next slide, I think. Here we go. Uh, God honors your obedience when you do what the Bible says. And this is very simple because Jesus is talking the Bible all the time. This is what he's saying. Hey, you, listen up. Hey, hear my words. Like, put them into practice. Like, don't just hear it and do nothing about it. You need to hear it, and, like, you got to, like, take action. you got to do something big about it. So don't just hear. Don't just listen and say, oh, man, you know, I went to church today. That's great. That's like saying, oh, I went to school today. That's awesome. You have to put those into practice. Now, here's the thing. That's not always easy to do, especially as a young person. Like, we're young people. That's not the easiest thing to do. Good thing we have leaders that care about us interns that sacrifice their summer to be with you, staff members that make that listen to God's call in their life and say yes to it and are here. Thank goodness we have friends that we do life groups with. Thank goodness we have people in our lives that say we matter. Thank goodness that is what we're about. So here's the thing. Here's the bottom line. This is what I want you to walk away with today. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down because this is the big Bahama Mama statement. Bottom line, here it is on the screen. When it comes to growing our faith, doing is better than knowing. When it comes to growing our faith, doing is better than knowing. You may know a lot, but if you're not putting it into practice, yeah, that's rough. You may know very little, but the little you've learned, you put into practice every day. So what does this mean for you as we are going about to go into breakout groups? This is what I mean. Here's just a little tip for you. This week, you know, you're going to think, well, I know what I'm going to do to grow my faith a little bit. I'm going to read the Bible. Here's the thing. Read the Bible this week. I encourage you to. And when you read it, this is very easy. Read something and then say, how can I put this into practice? How can I do this thing I just read? And then go and do it. Maybe it's something that will be risky for you. Not like dangerous risky. Like it's risky. Like I've never done that. I've never prayed with someone before. I've never been the person at my table to say, hey, I'll pray for dinner. Maybe it means taking a little bit of a risk and that's a really good thing. But 
read the Bible this week, read something. I think I'm going to like post some good stuff this week. So if you follow me on Instagram, you're going to like see some good stuff. I'm going to post some good stuff this week you should read. And then, and I'm going to kind of pick some things that it's going to be not easy because I don't want to make it easy. Like it'll be a little bit of a stretch for some people. But if you read it and then put that into practice, I think it'll help you see how your faith can truly be grown. Why? Because when it comes to growing our faith, doing is better than knowing. So this is what we're going to do right now. We are going to go into breakout groups. It's not going to be in there forever. All the girls are going to go outside. This is what it's going to look like. Interns, staff, and leaders are all going to split up, and they're going to take a smaller group of girls from one grade. So they'll go outside. They'll figure the whole thing out. Guys, we're going to do the same thing. Sixth graders are going to meet up here. Seventh graders are going to kind of meet over there. Eighth graders over there. So split up. I'll come back and dismiss everybody when we're done.